You're listening to the Big Locals Podcast, a podcast platform built to serve the locals. Join us as we follow the innovative, eccentric, and movers and shakers of the Denver community. Brought to you by the not-so-local host, Ian Jimeno. Shop local, support local. Big Locals Podcast. Welcome to the Big Locals Podcast. My name is Ian Jimeno, and I have a talented artist using the not-your-average canvas of woodworking. Now, um, Maria also does some decals and shirts and anything for her clients' needs, so I guess it's more than just woodworking, but I really love her pieces on that. I'm talking about Maria Canada of Freckle Bean Creations. If you want custom, you'll get custom. And supporting a creator like Maria will make you feel all warm inside and glad you spent your resources with her. I got in contact with her after checking out the art in my parents' place. I noticed this huge wood mural of Colorado right above the mantle with some intricate mountain cuts, some stained letters, and a gentle moonrise. And I had to know who did the piece. And that's when I was introduced to Maria. And since then, my parents picked up a Christmas piece and also put it right above the mantle. Safe to say that Maria knows what the people want. We also talk about the small town of Elizabeth and why her and her family love living there, the most rewarding aspect of starting her business and continuing on this journey, and her transition from doing crafts as a hobby to a full-on online business. Be sure to leave a like, follow, subscribe, review, five stars, or whatever for the podcast. I want to hear the world. I want the world to hear about the up-and-coming Denver entrepreneurs and artists of this day and age. And this feature artist is Monchea with the song All We Make from the self-titled album. Uh, I first heard Monchea on Indy's 102.3 monthly meetup. Uh, Thanks, 102.3. You keep on recommending the good stuff. I appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that. Uh, A little bit about Monchea. Um, Identifying as a project featuring textured synths, pop rock drum beats, and soft airy vocals. Manche is just what you need to play in the background as you chill, work, clean, or just be. Just hang out and listen to Manche. Uh, I'm giving, I'm going to petition to have Manche on the lo-fi chill hip-hop beats playlist on Spotify or something because um, they have replaced my need to ha- even have that playlist. Give them a listen. I dig them. I plug them into the show notes. Check them out. One more huge shout out to Pablo Villalpando out in the San Jose, California area for working on the big locals website. Pablo himself has a local mindset, helping out the smaller businesses and side hustles such as this podcast with a bartering system. I agreed to trade some of my home brewed beer for his services on the website. Check out his own website and become part of his own bartering system. Or if you need an SEO expert, search engine optimization expert for your website, look for pablovielpondo.com. I'll put his website in the show notes, so check that out. Now, I have this really cool giveaway coming out right before the Christmas season. I'm giving away several goodies handmade by the locals here in Denver, some of my favorite people in the local scene. And this little giveaway will include a jar of cream kimchi, pasta from Sfolina, chili paste from Miso Hot, coffee from the coffee band, pocket-sized cocktail supplies from the boozy botanist, and so many others. 
to enter the giveaway, tag two of your friends in the comments of the giveaway post on Instagram, and to get another entry into the drawing, write a hopefully pleasant (laughs) review on Apple Podcasts, the main site. I'm seeing a win-win-win situation here. You're helping local businesses get their word out into the world. You're also helping out Big Locals Podcast get on the radar of the fellow Denver locals and beyond. And you're increasing your chances of winning these most choice crafts for the low, low price of free. You enter for free. That's amazing. $100 value. Check it out. Check out the Big Locals Podcast page at Big Locals Podcast. Um... And uh, check out the post and see what else is in that gift basket. And without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Maria Canada and her business, Freckle Bean Creations. Maria, thanks so much for hanging out. How are you? Hi, good. I am wonderful. Awesome. How's your day so far? Did you uh, work today and then start to work a little bit more on your uh, creations at home? Yep. So I work Monday through Friday, eight to five, and then I eat dinner and then start doing my creations upstairs. (laughs) Away from all the ruckus of everything downstairs, right? Yeah. Yeah. I usually have to tell my family to be like, hey, this is interview time. You got to relax. I can't have you guys just stomping around upstairs. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, tippy toe upstairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, big locals is all about, uh, bringing up the local communities and making sure that, uh, these local businesses have a proper voice and I want to give them a platform to advertise to the rest of the world. But, um, I do want to hear your story of, how you came here in Colorado and why did you decide to stay here and plant your roots? Well, we ended up here. My husband took a job here. We're originally from Nebraska. Well, I am. He's from Connecticut, but we met in Nebraska. So what was it? Three and a half years ago, uh, we ended up here, started out in Colorado Springs and just have trickled down to Elizabeth, Colorado and made a home here. Yeah. And I'm curious with Elizabeth. I mean, uh, I'm living in the Parker area and it's not too far away from Parker, uh, compared to let's say like the main city of Denver. Right. Uh, I think Parker is due West of Elizabeth. So tell us a little bit more about Elizabeth. If, if I'm, if my geography is right, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Yeah. We're kind of nestled, um, away from everything basically. Um, but a 20 minute commute to uh castle rock if you want to go shopping Mm -hmm. um it's a small community it's growing everybody we have a new home here but um everybody is moving out here because everybody can stay at home now apparently (laughs) right um so there's about 1800 here um they still have a small town home fill uh, the main street has tons of boutiques and original shops, and it's it's actually a really nice community. From the stories that my uh, mom and dad have said, um, Elizabeth does have that sort of small town vibe, and it's you know it's very close knit. Um, 
it's uh you know you get a lot more space you're away from the city and it's just generally a nicer place to be than just the hustle and bustle of uh the city of denver or maybe the greater area of denver right yeah um it's quiet here very Mm -hmm. quiet um and it's dark (laughs) (laughs) you you can actually you could see the stars at night um it's quiet during summer warm nights we like to sit outside and just look at the stars and and we get um a lot of animals too we get like today we had a deer run through very cool yeah um I went camping over in Golden and me being from San Diego, it's more like a desert, you know, you, mm-hmm. the biggest animals that you get over there are maybe like birds and lizards, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. mountain lions are few and far between. But, uh, when I was camping over in Golden with my wife, my brother and his girlfriend, I, I think we saw an elk or a moose or something like that, but it was huge. I mean, yeah, the thing probably. was massive, including the antlers. It was like eight, nine feet. It was insane to me I, I felt like i was gonna well not die but <laughs> i was blown away you're not used to it not at all not at all um but yes i mean this place is beautiful and i can only imagine what elizabeth is all about um just being a little bit closer to that nature aspect of it right just being quiet in a, in a nice tranquil town right yeah we're surrounded by trees and mountains very so cool sit in a little valley um at the highest, um, I have to take my daughter to work, but when you come down a hill, you can see all of the mountains, even Pikes Peak. Wow. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, moving on a little bit more towards Freckle Bean, your creation. Um, prior to Freckle Bean, have you always been more of a artistic creative kind of person? And I guess only until recently did you decide to um, – come have it come as a business um i've always been a little bit um you know just the everyday wanting to do little crafty things with my kids and at home you know um and then it was when i met my husband we and i decided to go to school so it was a extra income i got a little cricket you know, just to make a little bit of extra income while I was going to school. And then um, eventually it just progressed into this freckle bean creation. So what were you starting out with? Um, Maybe just certain cutouts, stickers, maybe decals or shirts? Mainly decals. Um, A friend of ours for our wedding gave us a, um, a refurbished old window with a decal on it. And I was just amazed that you could do that. So I'm like, I want to do that. And I started doing that. (laughs) And you said it was a cricket, right? That you, um, that you used. My wife is uh, pretty handy as well when it comes to artistic stuff. And she had a cricket as well for, um, you know, a good portion of maybe one or two years before we moved out here to Colorado. And, her uh, birthday cards and greeting cards were so intricate. I I just loved how um, precise it was, you know, where you're creating something digitally and it's translating into a cut piece of paper or a gloss or film that you can paste to other things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Cricket is very versatile. You could do all kinds of stuff with them. Um, And cards, my aunt actually does the cards, greeting cards. 
Um, I never got into doing that, but yeah, you can do that with it. There's a lot you can do. Oh yeah, totally. And that must mean that you're pretty handy with, uh, I guess, design. I mean, are you familiar with maybe saying like a Photoshop or illustrator or things like that? Or yeah, I use illustrator, um, with Cricut. Of course they have their own software that I used and learned then. Um, I upgraded my machine after I think a year, maybe a year and a half Mm -hmm. to a big industrial professional size machine so I could cut bigger decals. And then along with that was another program and that I had to learn. So I have to be learning all these different programs. And then recently I decided to, um, I got, I loved design. Um, so I, I do illustrator Adobe. So, and that's the easiest that I can do now. Oh yeah. Illustrator is super versatile too. I mean, uh, everyone uses it these days. Um, and then eventually moving it over to Photoshop, Adobe just has that space in, in, in the industry. So uh, very cool. Very cool. And so with uh, the creation of Freckle Bean itself, um, last I checked, I was doing a little bit of uh, research on Freckle Bean and uh, it shows that you opened up your Etsy shop back in 2015. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool products on there. You got some really good reviews as well. Over a hundred reviews with, it was like over four and a half stars too. So you got some good quality products on there as well. What made you make that transition from, you know, going from a, uh, let's say from your normal nine to five into something that you want to do at night and just do a little side hustle, right? Yeah. Um, it's been my side hustle for a little bit. Um, the Etsy store I opened, um, when that become popular, of course, um, at first Etsy got saturated with, you know, and at the time I could only do decals, um, or t-shirts and, you know, and then I always say that I have to have a full-time job to support my side hustle. So, (laughs) um, but a lot of that stuff, um, I mainly did for people that I know, um, locally, Back in Nebraska, I was really popular on uh, the marketplace is where I sold a lot of my stuff. And were your neighbors um, just, you were just generating a lot of those leads with uh, your your neighbors, your local community being like, hey, Maria's pulling out some really cool stuff. You know, um, I, I, I was seeing uh, as of recent, you put on Facebook this uh decal like a like a side door decal on a truck for uh this gentleman's company uh back in nebraska right yeah he's um, a good friend of ours and he always comes to me when he needs um a decal for his business awesome i guess i should back up a little bit for those that are uninitiated with freckle bean um Maria here does a lot of cool artwork and designs, whether it be like t-shirts to window decals to even wood cuttings, right? I think that's the most, that's the most fascinating part of it for me Um, because, you know, working with wood just has this primal aspect to it, you know, like going from chopping down the tree to finding the right piece of wood to the right color, the quality and things like that. And then eventually producing something that's, um, you know, part of your business, something that you can sell that people would love to have hung up above their mantle, right? Um, what made you transition into something like a window decal or a shirt into something like woodcutting? 
Um, I follow, I think my Facebook, my social media is more for the craft groups that I follow. Of course, um, I get into, um, the sign painting. I did, um, the stencil and you paint designs on the stencil. Well, a lot of these groups started, like, I started seeing a lot of these wood cutting, using words and doing different things with their signs. And I was like, I need that. I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So they just created so much awesome material that I was like, yeah, I got to be a part of that. Yeah. And where do you get your materials? Um, well, kind of the wood mainly I get from, um, local lumber yards. Um, I order, I have several people that I order from on Etsy to support also other businesses that already have it cut to sizes. Um, but I mainly get it in town lumber yards because, you know, I go through a lot of wood and I want to, I do bigger designs, so I need bigger pieces of wood. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my parents have this wonderful piece. I believe you did it. It's um, yeah. it says Colorado up on top, but it's just this the mountains in the background with a crescent moon, and the finish on it is unbelievable. I mean, it looks like something. It almost looks like a painting just straight on. But yeah. when you look at it from an angle, you see the 3D effect of it. Stuff in the foreground, you you get your coyotes, your wolves, and then. Behind that it has pine trees and conifers and things like that. Then eventually the mountains and then the moon. It's a beautiful piece. So thank you. Yeah. It, with something like that, how long does it take to create something like that? And how long do you need in advance to sort of plan it out, create the sketches and I guess produce it via your tools at home? Um, a piece like that usually takes me a day or two to actually put the design together. Um, cause I piece together the whole design, um, and to make sure what it looks like after, before I cut it. Um, and then it's kind of like a trial and error. The wood sometimes get is too thin. The design is too thin. So the wood burns and then I have to redo it, thicken it up, um, do different things. And then you have to decide whether or not you're going to paint it, use natural wood, stain it you know, those aspects. We actually have that same design on a bigger scale on our wall. Very cool. I glued to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, that was actually my next question, whether you stain it and paint it yourself, uh, or do you try to go for the natural look first prior to staining or painting and resorting to that? Yeah. Some, I mean, it just all depends. Um, like that is such a natural looking that I wanted to keep it more natural wood. Um, and then a lot of my things are painted. Um, so yeah. And I have to take all of that into perspective when I'm, when I'm doing a design. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No offense to my parents, but they're not as creative as you are with, <laughs> with all this stuff. I feel like they're more left brained rather than right brained, but um with, with that design, did they simply ask you for a, a piece, like a mantelpiece, or did they find something on your shop that they really enjoyed and asked for you know inspiration off of that? 
I think my husband showed him and he's like, I want something like this. And he just gave me the dimensions um, that he wanted. And I got the wood that would allow that and put it together for them. Yeah. It's a really nice piece. Seriously. And, and it's, I, I forgot the dimensions, but it's a couple feet uh, long and a couple feet wide as well. Um, I think it was four foot by three foot. Yeah. It's a, it's a good piece for sure. Um, not many, uh, not much artwork is around the house, but that's definitely on the forefront of everything. So kudos. Yeah. It looks great above the mantle. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to inspiration and actually designing these things, where do you get your inspiration from? I mean, you have a whole collection from like beach vibes to, um, anything in the season, uh, sports related and things like that. Um, what really inspires you to develop something that is your own creation or is it mostly commission-based? Well, I create a lot of my stuff, um, but most of the designs that I have, I don't know, I think I'm a hoarder. Like I (laughs) wait until somebody's like, hey, I want this. Um, They give me their ideas of what they want. The the beach theme was actually um, a girl we live next door to in the Springs. She graduated high school. She's Hawaiian. She likes Hawaiian themed. So for her graduation present, I gave her, um, I think it was the turtle. And then her friend that she was rooming with in college, is they wanted a sign. So I made her the starfish. So that's kind of where I get it. I If somebody wants something, I just kind of just wing it and go with it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're you're following what their background is or what their interests are and things like that. So it makes total sense. And that turtle actually looks really nice where um, it has the sheen to it. And But what I'm most amazed, amazed about it is the um, carefully crafted holes. You know, you know, with uh, the sea turtles, they have like patchy patterns all over them, you know, and you really encompass that and... Um, uh, show that on this piece of wood, not by painting each of these pa- patches, but by cutting out these nice rounded holes um, with not many angles to it, and which amazed me by itself. But uh, it's a really nice piece. Uh, approximately how big is that uh, turtle piece? Do you remember? Um, I think it was about five, four, four or five inches. Okay. And that actually <laughs> took me two cuts. Um, the first one, something didn't cut right. So I, it tore, ripped and burned. And so I had to recut it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, sometimes, uh, with something that intricate, you just got to, you know, second time's a charm. Very cool. I'm curious with, uh, your transition from the decals to, uh, your wood cutting. I mean, you mentioned that uh, you used the Cricut for a lot of your previous decals that may be much thinner um, sheets or material, right? With actual wood cutting, I, I mean, what do you use for that? And the things that I see that you produce with it is so, you know, very definite, you know, it, it's like properly measured. And um, yet, tell me a little bit more about your process with your wood cutting. Um, you select a wood. Um, the wood pretty much is like, um, I get a Baltic plywood, um, or I have other hardwoods. I have a redwood that is gorgeous. 
And those are one of those pieces that I save because I hoard it and I want to use it at the right time. (laughs) Um, I'm afraid to use it and then nobody want anything. So the main wood I use is the Baltic birch. Um, So it's easy to cut. It's pretty versatile with paint, stain. Um, I can get some really good grain. Yeah, I just kind of use whatever is available and whatever a customer wants. If they want something like we did a um, big uh, state sign and I used several different kinds of wood instead of painting so that it gives it a dimension and different colors. Just very cool. Yeah. Which, uh, which state? Um, Well, it's a big United States. And then each individual state has um, its own color. Oh, wow. That's even more impressive. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, as opposed to like painting, you found its own little, uh, the wood natural tone to each state. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess with that piece, did you sort of slot each one, I guess, cut out each individual state and then put it together? Or how did you create the borders between the states? Um, well, the the border is actually engraved because with the, the wood cutter, I can engrave and um, it gives it a deep grain. Uh, I don't know how to explain engraving. Mm-hmm. It's just burnt wood, but it's like not cutting it all the way through. Okay. So then um, you do that and then you just cut out the individual states that you want to apply on that big piece um, and then engrave the state, what do you call it? Uh, like the abbreviation the, or oh, the initial? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you have that piece still or is did you sell that to someone or did you no, sell it? One of ours. But oh, we very did cool. And um, my husband's cousin, we made her one just like it. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool to see. I mean, uh, it might not necessarily be uh, something that everyone might uh, want in their own home, but um, as far as like what you can showcase, what you can do as far as, um, you know, what what you're capable of, what you can design and things like that. I'd be really interested to see some pictures if you have some pictures. Um, I'd love to see something like that eventually because my my wife and I would love to just travel to all 50 states and um, check out the national parks everywhere and um, and things like that. So, yeah, definitely. I can send you some pictures that we have. Awesome. That'd be sweet. And then you could piece them together at each state that you visit. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. That'd be so cool. Um, although I, I'm at like, what, 25% complete <laughs> at this point. I really need to dedicate some time to traveling, but this yeah. whole COVID thing's messing things up. <laughs> um, so the latest piece that my parents got that I really enjoyed is the Believe in the Magic, the Christmas piece that you uh, recently got them. Mm-hmm. And that's also hanging above the mantle as well. So <laughs> it's already a good sign. Um, so yeah, that piece is really cool as well. And uh to give the audience members a little bit more perspective because you can't really see a podcast, but um, (laughs) it's a sort of a red, well, maybe I'll have you explain it, Maria. (laughs) It's a barn um, and it looks like a barn that you would, that Santa would use um, 
to put his reindeer and his sleigh in. Um, and then it has that barn and then it has a separate piece um, that is like almost like a whimsical mountain looking and it has a swirly on it um, to give you kind of a, a Christmassy feel on each side. And then each one has two different, a left and a right side. Well, in front of those whimsical little mountains, if you call them mountains, um, <laughs> there is um, like kids looking at a reindeer and, um, and then one that has a sleigh and does it have a reindeer? Yeah, a sleigh and then a reindeer on the other side. So it's kind of a creative Christmas decoration um, I think because a lot of people forget, you know, that, you know, when Santa exists and it's just nice little reminder that the kids were looking at this eye to eye reindeer and being like almost frozen. Right. <laughs> and I guess we can get a little philo philosophical, but, um, you know, when I was a kid, especially, uh, I'm not even sure if I truly believed in Santa, but I definitely believed in the magic of presence. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it always came on Christmas and, you know, my little brain was just like, is he really, is he going from chimney to chimney, uh, putting down the presents? It just made no sense to me, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to believe in the magic, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's a really nice, uh, really nice piece to, you know, just like try to remind yourself of those uh, thoughts, that memory of, um, you know, you were a kid too. You believed yeah. in that same magic. And it's, I, I think that piece that you uh, created, it's still available, right? I mean, for oh, people yeah. to, yeah, for people to uh, get from you and uh, everyone, you should check out Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Maria has all that good stuff on um you know, just for display so that you can check it out on there. Right. Yep. Yep. I have it all on there. I try to post a lot of my stuff on there. It's just, um, with working full time and then only a few hours in the evening, you know, it's tough. I know. Can we just get all get virtual assistants or something like that? Have them like <laughs> organize all our, uh, social media and things like that. I think that's the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Awesome, Maria. So I, I guess I'm curious as well with you having a small business um, and having it go from a hobby to actually selling your products. What's been the most rewarding aspect of um, you creating this business and you know just selling what you create and put a lot of passion into? What's been your favorite part? Um, designing stuff that means something to somebody. Um, I mean, I've created T-shirts, designs for um, people that have um, cancers, something. And I love seeing my work in people's homes. Um, it's kind of, you know, a relief that it's not just me that likes it. So, <laughs> likes it. Um, so yeah, I just... It's fulfilling to know, and I love challenges. Um, my husband always kind of gripes at me because I sometimes bite off more than I can chew, but I eventually figure it out and get it done. That's great. Yeah, I, I feel like I have that problem as well. It's hard for me to say no to my boss, you know? It's, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I always want to take on all these things, and then eventually, you know, something falls by the wayside, whether it be quality or you know not meeting it on time. But nonetheless, I, I feel like um, your your quality that you're putting out for the for these uh, products is you know way better than most of the things you see on like eBay or Amazon and things like that. And the fact that it's made personal by hand by you makes it all that more special. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my own critic. So I, I want it to be perfect. Um, I know some things get, have flaws and you can't help it, but I want it as perfect as I can get it. For sure. I know people seeing it for the first time, they're like, wow, this looks amazing. But you know, you know, internally that, you know, you messed up in these little spots, but you had to cover it up somehow. But I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. With the wood cutting, thank God for super glue. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> super glue is a godsend for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what about struggles? Um, I know time is definitely a big issue with um, maintaining your nine to five and then having this develop from a side hustle to uh, almost a full on business, right? Um, but what other struggles have you seen along the way? Are you um, running into roadblocks with trying to expand or maybe some inspiration? What, what are some of your struggles? Um, I would have to say um, social media, like because I, I try really hard to figure it all out. But you have to really, it takes me a, a long time to figure out all of the aspects on getting stuff, the hashtags, I really still don't understand. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, it's a pound sign to me, not a hashtag. <laughs> right. um, and being a self-taught uh, designer, I, I don't know Illustrator. I mean, I know a lot of things, but I do not know the full onset of how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a lot of videos to help me. Like if there's something I know, I know I could do, but I don't know exactly how to do it or I know what I want to do. Um, I have to watch some videos and learn and just find the time and the energy. And um, summertime is hard because we do a lot of stuff. Um, we want to, go outside, spend time with our dogs. Yeah. It's just getting, learning all of that stuff. Yeah. And you, you touched on a couple of really good points where, yeah, social media. I mean, even though I grew up with the internet, um, it's still really hard for me to catch up with these things. You know, if you're not focused on one, uh, social media, let's say, whether it be Facebook, uh, Instagram or whatever it might be, I feel like focusing on one social media platform is your best way to go. Learn everything about just one platform and just make it your thing, right? Um, that way you can advertise it better. You can really connect with those people. Um, and you're not like splitting your head with trying to remember like, wait, does Facebook do hashtags? Do they do pound signs? I'm not even sure anymore, right? So um, yeah, I totally agree with that. And it's still hard for me to uh, keep up to pace with all these other new social medias that are coming up as well, so... Yeah, just like uh, Etsy now, you can put videos of stuff that you make. Yeah. So I actually made a video yesterday, last night, and posted it. Uh, wow. So it was a signed version of that um, whimsical Believe in Magic. So I made it a sign to put on the door using some of those elements. And I put that on there. 
Very cool. Did you also show like the process or was it just the end result that you put in video? Just the end result. Just mm -hmm. show the detail, um, the 3D look. So that's short videos I think they're, they're allowing. Very cool. Yeah, you don't want to give away all your secrets, like how you're developing all this stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but sometimes it's fun to watch the laser cutter cut the wood. Totally, totally. I mean, I'm pretty interested in how that all that good stuff works. I mean, to be honest, I I still think it is magic. I believe in your magic trying to cut these woods right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Outside of Freckle Bean Creations, uh, are you working with any other vendors to help promote your products or are you partnering with anyone or collaborating? Um, at this time, no. It, when we lived in the Springs, um, I did have my decals and my uh, material in a little shop. I had a little corner um, since we moved to Elizabeth and with the COVID thing, that shop has closed. So, um, I've contacted a few people around the area, but they just weren't having vend new vendors um, mm -hmm. at the time. So um, I think hopefully soon, if I get some more time, because I, I need to have a good size market um, inventory in order to go into these shops. Hopefully soon, I hope again. <laughs> yeah. And are you focusing just on decals or are you thinking about doing shirts on a much bigger market? Um, no, mainly it's going to be decals and the wood signs. Wood mm -hmm. um, and I keychains are popular, so um, trying to just stick with those those things. T-shirts, um, I would love to do them, but you have to have a good inventory of sizes, colors, and things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. And having all that just in the back burner or just in storage is just not very feasible, especially if you're working from home, right? Yeah, and I get a lot of my t-shirts because um, if I do get a t-shirt order, it's at last minute. So I have to run to town, Hobby Lobby, get those t-shirts um, instead of ordering quality ones from um, another vendor. Gotcha. And have you always uh, been an online store? Have you ever tried to do like a pop-up, you know, like put up a canopy, uh, go to these local bazaars or something like that? Or have you ever thought about that? Yes, I wanted to do that also, but um, again, it's just time and inventory. And like I said, I'm a hoarder with my stuff because <laughs> <laughs> because I have things that uh, lay around for a while, and it's just like, oh, I need to sell that. Or um, so I hate to make things that aren't going to be sold because I don't know. I just. <laughs> I want them sold. Oh yeah. You want to get, find them a home too, you know, yeah. make sure that they're going to a proper place. I understand. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping after all this COVID stuff. Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of other businesses that I'm talking to and a lot of things are up in the air, not just with uh, COVID, but the winter time too. You know, a lot of uh, shops do rely on these uh, pop-up shops in a little small corner of a city block that they put up their canopies and sell their products, right? But not many people want to go outside. I mean, sure, COVID, but wintertime, you know, the season is really coming up and um, having to do an indoor spot is not feasible. And outdoor, no one really wants to go outside during the winter. So yeah. really got to help out those online shops and, you know, help out those local businesses along the way. So. 
Yeah, usually, you know, um, schools, they would have their craft fairs, vendor fairs. Um, I haven't seen any uh, advertisements for any of that kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, it's really taken a toll on a lot of these businesses that do um, want the the clientele and everything. So Mm -hmm. got to support them one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily you're an online shop too. So that works out well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome, Maria. So what are you most excited about coming up this winter? I mean, as far as um, the little town of Elizabeth and uh, you've been in Elizabeth for a couple of years now, right? What's exciting going on over there? Um, We've been here just over a year. Oh, just over a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, there's not much going on here. Um, <laughs> everything has been canceled. Um, when we were looking at this house, we were like amazed. They had so many outdoor markets, um, outdoor, um, events. Um, and it's just, we haven't been able to do anything. Um, mm-hmm. so there hasn't been a whole lot going on here. Yeah, totally. I can't wait till all this is over. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah, for real. When we were looking, they would have uh, bands and, you know, just different outdoor events. And there just hasn't been any this year. Wow. So lively. Oh, my gosh. I think that's the main thing that I miss about this uh, quarantine thing is live music. You know, there's nothing like it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad time to move to Colorado because (laughs) tons of things to do. Right. here all the time and oh my god we fell in love with it that's why we Mm. moved here yeah i guess um i mean even though i moved here during uh covid uh the bar is still set pretty high i can only imagine when everyone's out and about these days that bar is gonna shoot up so i'm really excited yep you'll love it awesome maria well this has been most excellent. I really love this interview, but I do have a couple more questions for you and it's called the no brainer questions. You don't mind me asking. I got a couple of no brainers, uh, questions I ask every guest that'll make them say, that's a no brainer. Come on. (laughs) So, um, question number one, what are some pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self? Um, I would tell myself to be, um, just to go for it. I always thought that I was that kind of person, but, Um, I think every decision you make in your life, you, um, lead you on a different path. So I think I would have pushed myself to do more career wise, um, and really push and pay attention in art or, you know, um, yeah, I didn't find myself until of course I was this age. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, if I would have known before, then I would have probably ended up more with a um, an art degree, probably of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. I think, uh, I mean, a lot of good artists these days don't even have that art degree, you know? I guess that art degree just gives you a little bit more credibility and then you know your color wheel a little bit better, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, but maybe you do have a little bit more of a specific um, skill set. Uh, let's say you do grow up with, uh, cutting wood or you have these band saws or things like that, that would help you, um, develop newer products, right? If you were to start over with freckle bean, you know, what sort of, uh, craft would you push this business towards? You know what I mean? Well, I love doing the wood. 
the wood. Um, and just, um, I like taking things, um, re like an upcycle type thing. The windows, um, I love doing windows. I've done so many pieces with reused, reclaimed wood. Um, the bigger pieces with the decal on the painting, not so much the laser cutting. Working with wood is fun. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. Wood and paint. Yeah. Wood and paint. Most def. Luckily, you can combine both for your products. So that's really cool. Yes. All right. So number two, who deserves a shout out and who has supported and hyped you up along the way? <laughs> uh, my husband. He's he's my supporter. He has um, helped me through this whole process. And, and we used to hang out together doing crafty stuff. But I think, I don't know. I think I over overuse him (laughs) (laughs) perfect i'm kind of redoing it anyway so (laughs) yeah uh, i mean spouses and partners they they are feel the brunt force of you uh starting this whole new business right um Yeah. yeah no matter how much you uh, you you can blabber all you want about your business and they'll be like, that's great, honey. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Do that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So number three, uh, what's the next big thing for freckle bean? Um, and of that next big thing, can the audience provide anything of value to you? Um, Next big thing is hopefully I would like to do more full-time. A lot of the groups that I follow, I get so much information from them and they're so helpful. Um, And it's just a huge community of, you know, self-made craft artists, um, women that just women and men that, you know, set goals and have made a successful business. So that's I think 2021, I hope, is the year where I can do this full time. I can sit in my pajamas every day and just paint and cut wood. That sounds like a dream. Uh, (laughs) How far are you from that goal? Are you looking for a certain amount of sales, maybe a certain amount of people um, regularly uh, subscribing or buying your products? What are you looking for? Um, Yeah, it's the sales. and pushing my name out there more. I think once um, the name gets out there, um, I've created um, the branding and everything. I've started off with my little freckle bean and then I try to get more like professional, but then I'm like, nope, I'm going back to the freckle bean. (laughs) So my little logo is just a bean with red hair and freckles. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that way that, um, Getting well known. Um, Getting well known for sure. The quality, the quality that I can put out, and I can pretty much do anything. Hopefully, I think I can. <laughs> Set your mind to it, you know, like uh, you would tell your former self. Just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, last question of the no brainers: What's the best way for people to contact you and get more information about Freckle Bean? Um, the Facebook page, you can send me a message. Uh, freckle bean creations is the name. Um, I'm actually freckle bean decal still on Instagram. Um, that's cause I just haven't had the time or 
I keep on forgetting about to change that on Instagram. Um, yeah, is the best way. It's just send me a message on uh, Freckle Bean Creations. Awesome. And uh, what's the best platform for uh, someone who's interested in one of your project projects or products? Um, do you prefer maybe um, having people order through Etsy or personally through you, send you an email or um, what, what's more beneficial for you? Um, I'm starting to get my, all of my stuff on Etsy. Um, if you want to take a look at Etsy and see what's on there, otherwise um, just message me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, because I don't have all of my products on my Facebook page, if you just tell me what you want, um, I usually can do it. Um, I usually can um, recreate something. Um, I just need an idea of kind of what to start with and then go from there. Very cool. And your Freckle Bean creations on Etsy as well? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Excellent, Maria. Well, this has been fantastic. Everyone, go check out Freckle Bean. Uh, she puts a lot of heart and effort and passion into this stuff. Um, if you really want to check it out or want to see a picture of the projects that uh, Maria has given to my parents, uh, I'll take a picture of it. This stuff looks amazing. It has that 3D aspect to it. The wood is has a nice finish to it. So um, again, thank you, Maria, for hanging out with me. and. Um, I'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed it. Yes. Super cool interview with Maria. Such a gentle soul with a genuine pleasure. Creating such intricate designs for her clients. You should definitely check out that sea turtle she gave to her neighbor as a graduation present on Facebook or Instagram. Check out those pictures. It's really cool. I was very impressed. Uh, Speaking of social media, everyone knows it's very painstaking to start a business and getting the word out into the world without draining your wallet includes social media engagement. Now, it's tough out there for some people who didn't grow up with the internet and all you have to do, fellow audience members, is like Frecklebean Creations on Facebook and follow it on Instagram and just browse through the wares to show your support. You know, more views, more favorites, all that good stuff is great for the algorithms of wherever Frecklebean is posted onto. Check it out and help her out. It's all free, you know? And just a reminder that I'm introducing that huge giveaway that I mentioned out in the intro. Um, Some of my favorite local vendors. Follow me on Instagram. Check out what the word is. Enter by following the super easy instructions, and you can win all of these goodies for free and over $100 value just before the holidays. It's a nice little treat. Help out everyone there. So thanks again for listening and remember to shop local, support local, Big Locals Podcast. See ya! See ya!